This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, but I think those two are some of the higher ones that uh, are up and coming in regards to getting market adoption and getting yeah. some traction. So when there's a hype cycle around them, they typically do better than a 5 or 10x. Yeah. Guys, get ready for this bull run because I remember waking up on some days during the last bull run and I'd literally wake up like 20, 50, 100k gains yeah, just insane. from sleeping. Like It was that <laughs> nuts. Like Wherever you guys are watching this show, I would truly appreciate it if you follow or subscribe. It helps a lot with the algorithm. It helps us get bigger and better guests, and it helps us grow the team. Truly means a lot. Thank you guys for supporting, and here's the episode. All right, guys, I'm here with Robert J. Miller, all the way from Miami. How's it going, my man? Going good, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's uh, exciting times with another bull run coming up, crypto. Oh, absolutely. 2024 is going to be just insane, bro. Yeah. I don't know if people are really ready for it or if they understand what's going on, Yeah, but it's going to be a big run. I'm absolutely. pumped. Do you think this one will eclipse the last one? Absolutely. You yeah. got institutions knocking on the door, BlackRock Fidelity and all of the other ones that are kind of secondary to them, but they're all knocking at the door trying to get this ETF through. Yeah. And so by the beginning of January, boom, that cap gun's going off and it's a, it's a run for the races here. Absolutely. So what's typically been your crypto strategies when there's upcoming bull runs? Yeah. So there's a couple couple main things in crypto that I think if you haven't been through a cycle or two, that there's a there's a trend that typically happens where money goes into Bitcoin first, and then it goes into the alternative caps and yep. alternative coins as you go down. So I love going into Bitcoin and just having a big portfolio associated there. And then all the gambling that I'm doing or whatever will go into those other coins and then shift back into Bitcoin. And so right. just knowing when to exit those based off of the cycles of capital and how it flows to the system, that's kind of what I look for. Overall. Yeah. So if you look at a pie chart, you would say Bitcoin is what percent of your portfolio? I would say it's about 40% of the okay. portfolio. And I think it's smart to have it that way because that should be your long-term holds. Like you shouldn't just be gambling on Bitcoin all the time. Yeah. I think you should just have a whole a whole long-term strategy in your portfolio and then have a separate portfolio for the gambles and trying to get either more Bitcoin or yeah. just take out some profits along the way. I think the altcoins are where you see the crazy returns, though. Oh, yeah. And without any leverage, you can do 1,000x or yeah. 100x or whatever, which is pretty crazy. Nuts. Because um, in stocks, I mean, it's all penny stocks, and you have to have the liquidity there, and it's yeah. kind of hard to do. So I think this whole run is going to be insane. We're going to see a lot of projects pop for yeah. sure. Is there any upcoming projects that you have an eye on right now? Uh, you know what? I've been really looking at Caspa. I think a lot of people have in the crypto space looking at that. Um, BitTensor. Uh, there's a few others that I know are staples that have been throughout the crypto cycles that tend to get volume. And those are good four to seven Xs, just kind of yeah. guaranteed. 
Um, but I think those two are some of the higher ones that uh, are up and coming in regards to getting market adoption and getting yeah. some traction. So when there's a hype cycle around them, they typically do better than a 5 or a 10x. Yeah. Guys, get ready for this bull run because I remember waking up on some days during the last bull run and I'd literally wake up to like 20, 50, 100K gains yeah, it's just insane. from sleeping. Like it was that <laughs> nuts. Like, And if this one's you're saying going to eclipse that one, because I think Ethereum hit 4K on the last one. Yeah, I think it'll hit 12 at least on this one Jeez, for sure. Yeah, and Bitcoin hit 60 on the last one, right? 60, yeah, 67. I think that'll go, depending on how this whole BlackRock deal hits, I think it'll go anywhere between 80 to 110. Mm-hmm. Um, on the high end, probably around like 150. Wow, yeah, that's exciting. I got a lot of Ethereum, so. I'm, I'm, <laughs> You're like, I'm, I'm hoping for 12 I held the whole way down. All my friends, not all of them, but a lot of people got emotional, and this is the thing with crypto. Yeah. It's more volatile than anything in the world. Mm-hmm. So like, People get too emotional. They check their balances every hour. Even my mom, like she folded, like she paper handed her bags at a loss. And it's like, you got to have discipline. Yeah, absolutely. And and also, this is where like the level up of crypto is coming with these institutions coming in. People not understanding their cost basis or understanding that if I bought at 60K and I wrote it all the way down to 20, for example, I can buy it again at 20 and that averages out it down right. to 40. Michael Saylor. Right. Yeah, exactly. Everyone so if you, called him an idiot. If you DCA through those cycles, your cost basis is lower. And yeah. with all of these institutions coming in, it's going to create a relative price floor because they're all buying it, right? Mm-hmm. So where you get this opportunity uniquely to kind of front run what they have going on. So Yeah. No, literally everyone on Twitter was roasting Saylor the whole way down. He was buying. And- this episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. People are like, this is either going to be the dumbest move of all time or the best. I think it's probably one of the best moves. Legendary. He's already up. I mean... From here, it's just gains. Absolutely. It's crazy. Um, And the more you look into the dollar, the more you realize crypto might be better. Well, that's where I first started. When I was like 17, 18, I got into crypto and I learned all about crypto and the de-pegging of, you know, the- Shout out to today's sponsor, Factor. Factor's got delicious, ready to eat meals that make eating better every single day. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared chef crafted and dietitian approved meals. Guys, they got over 35 different options a week, so you could definitely find something you like. They got vegan, they got keto, they got veggie, they got a lot of meat, whatever you guys are in the mood for. They got two minute meals, fuel up fast, they're restaurant quality. All you gotta do is heat them up. You don't gotta do anything else, no cooking, none of that. They also got snacks, smoothies, and more, and they got a wide variety of easy options for the day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. They've done the math, guys. This is actually less expensive than takeout, and all their meals, like I said earlier, are dietitian approved, so they're nutritious and delicious. It's the perfect solution if you're looking for fast meals. It's flexible for your schedule. You could choose between six to 18 meals per week. No prep, guys. Definitely check it out. Factormeals.com slash DSH50 for 50% off your order. That's a big discount, guys. Factormeals.com slash DSH50. Check them out.
US dollar against all the different assets that we have. And I learned that before I learned traditional finance. So I went down this whole rabbit hole and it was kind of back then in 2015, 2016, kind of like a niche thing. Like yeah. a lot of people weren't really talking about it at that extent. And uh, I went down this rabbit hole and I came out looking like a psycho <laughs> at the end of it, dude. I was like, the whole dollar is going to yeah. crash. Da, da, da. And so I think it's a, I think it's funny when people finally take that orange pill, as they call it for Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, th- there's no other asset that they typically love afterwards. Wow, so you've been on this wave early because I haven't heard of the dollar crashing until recently, but you were on it in 2016. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was still like 19. I didn't think of it in macroeconomic terms and stuff like that, but I understood that, Hey, the U S dollar can get printed and this is finite. Like I understood at least that concept right. and then the power of being able to move money around without intermediate. Yeah. So that's cool. What's the safest way to buy and store crypto in your opinion? I think for long-term holds, the best and easiest way to store your crypto is through a multi-sig wallet and use a third-party custodian as the third key, like Unchained Capital, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, not a plug for them. I don't have an affiliate <laughs> link. But uh, basically, if you have two sets of hardware keys and they have the third, in case you lose one or whatever the case is, you can have a multi-signature wallet mm. in order to approve a transaction. So nice. it's offline. You have some security and some safety. That setup allows you to pass it down generation to generation. And also with trusts and IRAs, you can actually play that game by having that structure. Yeah. Let's talk about how you made money to invest in crypto. What were some of the businesses you did along the way? Yeah. So I first actually got started in crypto, but when I made my first jump, I spent like 1500 bucks on alternative coins. Yeah. It pumped up to like a quarter million bucks. Damn. Within like three or four months. That's right? crazy. And I was like, what the hell? I'm 19 years old. I was just working part-time jobs and doing all this. And that totally changed my paradigm. Yeah. But the funny thing is that I had a lot of like constraint once that happened. I didn't know what to do. So mm. I bought a bunch of courses, invested in a lot of mentorships and masterminds. And that's how I got into marketing, built a personal brand around crypto, had my own courses, books, and all that stuff. Yeah. And then ended up actually starting my own agencies afterwards. Um, so it's been a digital marketing kind of uh, launch and catapult when it comes to how I got started. And then since then, I've just built businesses in the e-commerce space, agency space. Um, and now we even have our own trading algorithms and we're building that side of our business. And we have a fund in 2024 that we're launching. So nice. it's kind of spidered into multiple things after I learned marketing. Yeah. So talking about the fund, is it a crypto fund? Yeah, it is a crypto fund. So we have some proprietary tech in that, and that's our trading algorithms. Mm-hmm. Uh, 40% of our allocation is typically Bitcoin. Um, and then there's a allocation specifically for mid and small caps. So choosing different coins that might pop. Yeah. But then we have a trading algorithm that we use. And that's really the secret sauce for us. Nice. Yeah, talking about the trading AIs, because that's something I've been hearing more and more. How do those work? Yeah, so uh, the, a, the, the softwares have to be developed if you are going to actually purchase one for that particular industry. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of people will take a Forex algo and slide it on the crypto market they're two totally different markets one can do high frequency trading the other one can't because the liquidity is not there yeah um, so specifically in crypto because it's super volatile and there's not all this money in one place um, that's why a lot of quote-unquote algos from forex or an equity strategy going into that don't fully pan out um, but algos i mean ray dalio just said it this past week uh, that if you are not using algorithms in your trading strategies it is archaic and then you are incompetent basically wow. for not having this and thinking that the only decisions that can another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Be made in trading should be in your head. Like yeah. you have to use computers and algos to find trends and make trades. Are you interested in coming on the Digital Social Hour podcast as a guest? We'll click the application link below in the description of this video. We are always looking for cool stories, cool entrepreneurs to talk to about business and life. Click the application link below and here's the episode, guys. And he's like the goat of trading. So for him to say that is pretty crazy. Yeah, he's got one of the largest hedge funds in the world. And again, I didn't say it. I'm just like, yeah, I agree <laughs> with you. So yeah. it, 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 makes, it makes sense. And he built his whole thing uh, for principles and his whole software and algo. So he's a product of the product with his thinking as well as for his funds. Yeah, it makes sense because you're not tying in emotions. It's just pure logic and numbers. Yeah, absolutely. And at the same time too, like we just saw a couple weeks ago, there was a huge liquidation event that happened in crypto. And our algo had pulled out before that whole crash oh, wow. happened. I was asleep, dude. Like I, I wasn't <laughs> watching these trades and stuff. Yeah. And and it's just because crypto moves so fast and it moves twenty four seven that you have to have something to help you catch these trends or get out of certain things if there's a yeah. bad position happening. So that's cool. The algo could identify that this might crash and it got out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that would have been hard to like pick up on with the human eye, probably. Yeah, absolutely. You have to be at the right exchange at the right time, looking at it, putting in the sell or limit orders. I mean, yeah. it's not even a job that I want to have nah, it's on, too on that on that scale if yeah. I'm looking at it. And even in, in, a, in Forex, high frequency trading is so common on small, tiny adjustments with max leverage. That's where people make a lot of their money. Yeah. So even that game, I'm like, eh, that doesn't really excite me. I've tried Forex trading algos. I got wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> some of them work for a while, but then there's always some unpredictable thing that's Black not Swan. built into the AI that just wipes out your whole account. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. That's the double-edged sword of leverage. So yeah. we don't use leverage on our trading algos, but leverage is, is could be good, it could be bad. It just depends yeah. on what side you're on. It's good until it's not, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, what kind of gains have you been seeing with the crypto auto trader? Yeah, so our, our trading algorithm so far year to date has done about 142%. Damn. And that's secured profits. So that's crazy. It, it, it changes every single month, basically, on what's happening in the crypto market. Um, but last year, during a, a bear cycle, did 143% secured wow. profits year before in a bull cycle did about 202. Dude, so that's amazing. We've had this thing for about four years now and um, we've been working on the fund for about two years. And then I, we feel that it's the best time right now to go to market with it. We built a whole sick port, uh, uh, dashboard and mm-hmm. web app for people to actually sync it up. And what's really cool is that we don't actually take custody of the funds. That's cool. And that's a big, 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 big thing yeah. because you sync it up to your exchange. There's no software you got to download. It's like seven clicks to get it set up. And, you know, we built that and I built that coming from the marketing background. How do I make this as simple as possible and dummy proof Mm -hmm. so people can set it up and forget it? Sign me up, dude. That's 10, 15% a month. Yeah, we'll get you an account. Yeah, passive income. What's the minimum you you require from investors? So for our fund, that's different because we take from accredited investors. uh, We help, you know, take their portfolios and actually allocate it. So because of our allocations, our minimums are at least 100 grand Mm -hmm. um, for accredited investors and up. Um, for the actual algo, if someone's just licensing it from us, there's a licensing fee, but you can put in 10 grand, you can put in a hundred grand, you can even put in a million dollars on that wow. account if you wanted to. Um, and so as long as the exchange that, 
you know, you want to work with is supported through the program, mm-hmm. then you're fine. And what pairs is it trading? Bitcoin and USDT or any other stable coin that you want, either USDC, BUSD, um, and USDT. Those are the Oh, three. so just Bitcoin? Yep. So wow. It, yeah. So m- most volume is going into Bitcoin anyways. Yeah, right? yeah. It goes into Bitcoin, then it trickles down to all the other things. So if it goes into Bitcoin, let's just focus there. Mm. Facts, yeah. What's the daily volume on Bitcoin right now? Uh, I don't know. Off the top it's of gotta my head. Be, yeah, it's got to be insane. Yeah. Because I know the daily volume on gold when we were doing Forex was, I believe, in the billions. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with with the institutions coming in, we're going to see numbers in Bitcoin that we haven't seen prior. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. And that's going to come out around January 10th or so. Yeah. What's your opinion on Bitcoin mining? Uh, I like it. I like Bitcoin mining um, for two reasons. One, if you're investing into it, uh, you can get the depreciation, the write-offs of it, right? Yeah. So that's one side. Um, and then second, if you have a longer term outlook on it, depending on who you're working with or if you're doing it yourself, um, that ROI is typically between two and a half to three years. Mm. So if you look at it compared to, you know, other investments, maybe like real estate and stuff like that, um, it's just in a in completely different ecosystem. It's pretty comparable. Yeah. It's definitely quicker. Real estate's more just like preserving wealth in my opinion. Yeah. It's absolutely. tough to like make money quick unless you're Cardone with like a huge fund or something. Yeah, absolutely. If you, if you're, if you're, uh, attempting just to gather a bunch of real estate assets, then you have to go the fund route. You have to go raise money and just bring all those assets under yeah. management. Um, if you're doing the crypto route, I mean, you can do the small stuff where you can do Bitcoin and have more of a long-term outlook. Yeah. So how much are you trying to raise with the fund? So our target right now is anywhere between 50 to 100 million. Wow. Um, we do have some soft commitments already. And so when this is live, we'll see where we're at. That's awesome. And will that impact the return percentages wise because you're trading a lot more volume? Yeah. So whenever you have more to deploy, that's a, that's a really good question because when you have more to deploy, you have to see the exchange volumes that are occurring mm. where you're placing that capital. So we have some institutional accounts with some of the you know exchanges, domestic and overseas. And so we follow where the liquidity lies right. um, for the manual trade and stuff like that. We know for our algorithm and where that's trading, we know the institutional account, we already have the connections there. So we're going to be pretty solid there. That makes sense. You mentioned earlier you were taking a bunch of courses and books. Any of them stand out to you? Oh, yeah. When I first got started, I mean, I was investing into basically anything and everything, man. My mindset was broken. My attitude was broken. Mm. Um, I lacked skill sets as well. So if you're trying to go in that order for me, the first book that I loved reading was As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. The next was Beyond Positive Thinking by Dr. Robert B. Anthony. And then to learn some more skill sets tactically was Dotcom Secrets. I mean, Ooh, that, was, that was the best internet marketing book. And I still think it's probably the best internet marketing book. Um, taking this whole concept of funnels and distilling it down and allowing people to really pop out of it. I mean, yeah. it's done a lot for people. Dude, that's crazy to make 1500 into 250 k in three months. I mean, your whole world was rocked. Yeah, insane. I mean, I grew up single child or not single child I'm actually <laughs> one of five but I was the baby so it was like 12 13 years in between oh, okay. us so I didn't really have like siblings and all that kid. something like that yeah. yeah yeah so I was uh I don't call it an only child I call it a single child because of that yeah and uh, but we grew up uh, mom was making like 30k a year just Damn. north of LA so you know we didn't have money we didn't have all that kind of stuff and so to see that happen within a short amount of time make more than my mom would make in a few years, yeah. that completely shifted my whole paradigm. And so that's why I had to go invest in that that capital into courses and mentors. Mm. And I'm an internet baby, dude. Yeah. I went through f- courses, mentorships, programs. Some were great, some sucked, but I just kept going over and over and over through them. Dude, that's cool to see you do that because most people in that situation would have blown the money. Yeah. Like yeah. easily. Because they, when you get that much money, like you see this with lottery winners, they just, most of them, like 80% of them blow it within a year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think what's funny about that too is, is there's always the, the old saying of, you know, if you gave everyone in the world 
all the money that they wanted. It's all going to return back to the same pockets. Yeah. We literally saw that experiment pan, uh, happen in where we had all this free money come out and then it all just went back to the same company. So like it's a tried and true principle. If you're not ready to receive, mm-hmm. then you can't actually multiply and be blessed with that. And I'm a big firm believer in uh, the Bible, the parable where, hey, if you're given talents and you can't multiply them, they're going to get taken away from you. I love that. So what caused you to move from Cali to uh, Miami? So actually there was a couple steps in between, but from Cali uh, during the pandemic and stuff, I moved over to Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. and I was traveling to LA and Miami all the time, like just nonstop. So even though I was in Texas, probably there for maybe a third of the time that <laughs> I was actually stayed there in time, you know? So, uh, but I kept flying out to Miami. And so I was like, dude, I'm tired of having to do all these trips and everything like that. It gets exhausting after a while. Yeah. So I just went and moved to Miami, got a spot downtown in Brickell, and we're setting up shop. I like Brickell, man. My my best friend moved there when we were in right after college, and it, it's a good vibe. Yeah, it's cool. And I like it, too, because whenever I move to a, a city, I mean, I lived in San Diego, I lived in Texas, or Austin, Texas, and I've lived in uh, Miami. I always love moving into the downtown area first, even though I really like my peace. I really like my quiet. I don't like all the the, bull, yeah. the you know the noise and everything. I like moving there first because you get the, the best networking mm-hmm. when you move to a downtown area. Uh, you get to expand what you thought was possible. I mean, in Miami, you just see all the f- Lambos driving down. <laughs> it's not even cool to have a Lambo down there no, anymore, you know? So, like, it just expands uh, the levels of thinking that you should have. And then also, I mean, if you move downtown, there's typically a different level of expenses that come with it. Yeah. And so it helps you elevate that as well. And so, you know, if you ever do go move outside of downtown and you go to some rural area, you already have a certain base and a certain mindset about what, yeah. what's actually required. So I think that's probably the path that I'll take is at some point move back to Texas and start a family and do all that out there. Same, yeah. That's how I feel with the podcast. I got to stick in a major city for now, but eventually I do want to like live on a farm or something. <laughs> yeah, me too. We do regenerative farming, man. Yeah. Get a whole kind of set up, grass fed, grass finished, grass everything. Oh, I you know? love that stuff, bro. I'm yeah. super into health. Is that a big part of your life too? Just recently, man, I really started getting into the biohacking kind of space a little bit. I'm not a biohacker fully, but I've been doing some peptides been doing you know the whole blood works the panels the 10x yeah. health system i've been doing all that stuff yeah dude that's life-changing yeah man i feel one i feel a lot better um but two there's actually a path for my health forward yeah um, i was telling you prior that my uh, my brother actually had stage four cancer mm-hmm. and my family had some history with that prior as well and so for me i was like as soon as i make money man i'm making sure that my health is pristine that right. i do everything that i can now so that way it either elongates my cycle or i just don't have to experience any of that yeah. stuff you know so for me it, it was really a big prominent thing this year. I started to feel it. You know, I was grinding for so long. At 25, I was like, all right, I got to start. Takes a toll serious. on you, man. That's stress. Yeah, it's, Dude, especially all the travel and everything, man. Oh, I was yeah. like, I got to take care of my body. Yeah, I think traveling, something about being on the flight, it, it makes your immune system a little weaker. Oh, does it? Yeah. So whenever I travel, I take a ton of vitamin C and a ton of other supplements. Yeah. Oh, smart. Because I used to get sick every time I flew, dude. You don't get sick on flights? No, I, dude, I rarely get sick. Wow. You I, have a good immune system. I get a bunch, I get dehydrated all the time going <laughs> up in the air, but yeah. that's about it. That's a whole other story. Yeah. I, I'm avoiding plastic water bottles now. So yeah. if the airport doesn't have it, I just don't drink. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, there There's go. levels to the health thing. I mean, there's guys drinking their own pee. You could take it pretty far. I saw that, dude. And I, I met that guy in person, oh, you by did? the way. Yeah. Jonathan? Dude, one of the things that he said, and it cracked me up. Sorry to blow up his spot. <laughs> but he said that you could put it in your hair. You could shower with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And it stops like dandruff he, he or whatever. You told me to do that because I have dandruff. Bro, I saw dandruff in his hair at the time. I don't oh, know. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. I was like, Yo. that wasn't convincing to me. I'm sure it has other health benefits. I'm not going to do it. I'm fine. I but I was like, bro, like... <laughs> I see it, dog. I see it. Yeah, so, yeah. did he make you touch his face, dude? I no. I just he his face was glowing. I'm not gonna lie. Like yeah. he had like this 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 like hue around him. But yeah. I don't know what that's all about. There's levels, man. Yeah, I'm at a comfortable level right now. 
You're I not think, drinking your own piss yet? No. Okay. And you could be that annoying guy that brings like chicken and rice to the restaurant and, and a food scale. I'm not at that <laughs> level either. I mean, respect to each their own. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, a lot of the times it's just like when, when someone goes down that rabbit hole, they find knowledge that's so specific to them as well. Like what works for them or what doesn't work for them just because it works for someone else doesn't mean it works for you. Yeah. So whatever makes you happy, man, you know? Yeah. But I think being unhealthy is is not a place where you could be happy, so. Yeah, man. I think it's so crazy what's in our foods with like fast foods. And I grew yeah. up on that when I was a kid, right? Because we yeah. didn't have much. Um, and even then, you know, Kraft mac and cheese, $1 box. I used to eat those too. Yeah, dude, the blue ones. Yeah, dude. They were, yeah. I mean, they were fire. They were slamming. Yeah. Yeah, dude, dude, I would have that with hot dogs, man. Uh, Weird combo, but. Cup noodles. Dude, it would slap. Yeah, right? chunky soups. You, yeah. you ever eat those? Yeah, the yeah. clam dude. chowder one. Yeah, it's not like I, all that stuff just filled with all these preservatives yeah, and all terrible. this, uh, you know, yellow 40 or whatever, all the sodium. I'm just like, God, man, like, yeah. what was I eating? And you were pooping then too, right? Oh, yeah. So you were playing on a diet. That's how I was too. Yeah. I was a runner. I was a hooper. And I look back at what I ate and I was still pretty good. Mm-hmm. But imagine if we ate healthy, we would have been playing like D1 probably. Yeah, if you got like a, a medium rare ribeye steak as a 10-year-old playing basketball yeah. or something. No, but I think it's funny because, you know, I play a lot of different sports. I played basketball, football. I did a lot of different sports. And, dude, you just burn it off so quick. It's yeah. insane. So you can literally eat whatever, just kind of f- up. But as a kid, you can eat anything. That's true. And you're kind of fine. You don't feel it. Yeah, <laughs> these days, though, when you eat like like when you have some seed oils out of a restaurant, you feel it. Oh yeah, instant. And 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 it is kind of the levels of the game kind of thing with the health, but you instantly feel it. The next day you're like, "Oh, dude, I shouldn't have ate that." Yeah. Or like even if it's a mental thing, you still feel it. No, for sure. Um, what are you doing outside of business these days? Dude, you know what? I've been really focusing on a couple things. One, being health. Mm-hmm. But two, uh, you know, I really really enjoy riding my motorcycle. Okay. I just picked one up when I was in Texas and man, the the roads out there you can go see ranches go across the lake like all that stuff's beautiful man and i was never a bike guy yeah like i did atvs and stuff like that as a kid but um but dude there's something about like a meditative state when you're riding your motorcycle Mm. that uh, i experienced and that's what made me addicted to it yeah um and so i think you know not necessarily to do it forever but i think every entrepreneur and every guy should actually go through that process of getting a bike, going through the process of having to understand how to ride those. Yeah. Um, and there's different levels to the bikes and stuff as well, but it allows you to detach. And I think as an entrepreneur, you get so stuck at having to think through so many different things. Sometimes your mind can race, right? So I was on this challenge to find what can I actually focus on that, you know, didn't require me to also balanced thoughts of business. Yeah. So the motorcycle was one, and then I started picking up Krav Maga as well. What's that? Krav Maga is like a form of martial arts, but it's oh. what the Israeli military force uses. Okay. Um, so it's a lot more lethal. So it's it's not like, hey, I'm going to wrestle you for 10, 20 minutes, and we're going to play tag. Like, <laughs> it's not that kind of sh- It's like, hey, we're in a fight. I'm going to try and end it in like 30 seconds. Damn. It's Yeah, it's kind of cool. And so in Texas... What they do, uh, there's this there's this training that you can do that mixes and interweaves uh, concealed carry and rifles yeah. with Krav Maga. So you can go full out, full tactical, and do all the specs with the guns and all yeah. that and interweave it with your fighting style. And it's really cool. Dude, that is dope. I'd rather learn that than karate because I did karate for years oh, yeah. and I can't remember a single move. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> and let alone a move that could be actually useful in a one-on-one fight. Yeah, that, that's something that's actually important. For for Krav, like, it's to get in and to get out. It's yeah. not to stay in the fight, whereas, like, with BJJ or with uh, is going for submission, karate is going for the point system, boxing, yeah. 
going for the point and the knockdown. Like I felt like some of them that I've tried were a little bit more gamey. Yeah. And yeah. like for sport, and that's for cool. Sure. But at to the same point, like I want to know how to actually protect myself. I yeah. want to know if you're gonna hit the fan. Like I got it covered. Because I'll give you real life confidence. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely, dude. And it, it does give you a lot of confidence. <laughs> both things, the motorcycle and yeah. you know crawling. Because people would be talking shit on the basketball court, and it'd be nice to have that in your arsenal. <laughs> Just giving a nice little elbow, but like <laughs> yeah. to the throat instead of to the rib. <laughs> yeah. So what are the common moves? Is it all targeting like? Weak points like throat. So Krav is very striking focused, um, but it's it's not a uh, it's a lot of elbows and of, of fists okay. rather than kicks like Muay Thai. Yeah. Um, it does have a lot of grappling involved as well. But the whole point of Krav is solely to, and if there's Krav experts and I f- up, sorry, <laughs> but uh, the the whole point is to get you to a point where I can control your 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 neck or your arm. Okay. Because of that, then I can actually defend from a knife attack, or I can defend from you know your gun being pulled. I can pull the gun from you. Right. Um. So it's a lot more of stopping the arms and really getting in there and, and trying to give you some blows. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Have you ever had to use it in real life? Uh, not in real life, but I've done some sparring with it. And nice. Not sparring is different in Krav, at least the way that we were doing it out in Texas. I don't know where it's like usually, yeah. but. The, uh, the the style of Krav, like, you don't go with, like, a bunch of pads and all this stuff. Like, you have to do the drills to get to the outcome. Mm. So if you got to drop someone, you got to drop them. Like, there's no if ands, or buts. Mm-hmm. And I think what's cool about that is that if it's not in a, you know, padded area with all these pads and all this kind of stuff, like, you actually have to learn the leverage because it's very intimate when I go for, like, a seatbelt grip on you or something like that. Yeah. It's, like, in your body. I have to know how your weight moves. Um and I think it's just something that everyone should do just because you get to learn the mechanics of the body, kind of like jujitsu. Yeah, that makes sense. Man, I, you're making me want to like look into fighting more, to be honest, because it's a good skill to have for sure. Yeah, you should, man. And I think there's, again, there's levels to it. I'm not going to go fight every single weekend. I joined the, the Krav Club or whatever for a little yeah. while, but um, I was like, all right, like I, I got enough. You like, got what you needed. I got what I needed. Um, I'm not trying to go spar for my entire life you know yeah. as entrepreneurs we can go do other things that make not only more money but more sense for yeah, our, yeah. for our brains but but yeah i think it's definitely something each guy should do I for sure that. what's your favorite fighting sport to watch dude i like ufc okay. ufc is cool um boxing is is okay i just don't like the whole point system with it right. i just want to see how athletes should actually compete in that sport so i like you know ufc more i don't really watch too much sports though to be honest mm. like i think just playing sports for so long you kind of get over watching it, uh, yeah. but I'll, I'll watch UFC fights. Okay. Knowing what you know about Krav, could you take on a UFC wor- uh, world champion woman? <laughs> no, dude. They would destroy me. And I'm, <laughs> I'll humbly admit that. <laughs> they will wreck me. Okay. And Because, uh, dude, it's not. It's, I didn't train it for 15 years. Yeah. You yeah. know, I've trained it for a couple years. What about a WNBA player? Oh, yeah. I can smoke there on the court for sure. Too. Like the best one, though? I don't know who the best is. But... Let's just say like 20 points a game she averages. Dude, bring it. Let's do it. I'm competitive. So I, even if I lose, I'll just still go for it. Dude. Yeah. Well, you could play defense. So, I mean. Yeah. Go I'll, I'll got her on lock, dude. I'll get the steal. And they're not that tall. I mean, some of them are tall, but I don't know how tall the best one is. I've never seen a game. To be You're honest. just having me choose beef with WNBA players, <laughs> the women UFC fighters. <laughs> no, it's interesting because uh, when you put the sexes against each other in sports, it's just interesting to see. It is, man. I think, uh, yeah, dude, I think, I think there's so much there. Um, in individually in the sports, but if there is ever a crossover, yeah, I think that'd probably sell out. Like it would. It, it'd have to be something because like Survivor does it well because you're just using your body weight on the mm-hmm. physical challenges. But it'd have to be a sport where the physicality doesn't outweigh too heavily, so yeah. it's fair. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because obviously guys are stronger and faster. Yeah. So it'd have to be a, some kind of sport where there's balance. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. 
but I love watching Survivor, man. I, if you could go on any show, which show would you go on? Like uh, reality like, TV. Like reality TV. Dude, when I was a kid, I used to love watching Wipeout, so I want to give Wipeout Wipe a shot. Yeah. I, is that the one where... Which show is that? I don't know. Wipeout had like these obstacle courses basically. Okay. And you would hop on certain platforms and stuff and then they would like either shoot you with something oh. or there'd be like balls that they throw at you yeah. or like a machine would shoot out some sort of... Uh, I've seen that. I think they have a timer and they have to complete the obstacle course. Complete the obstacle course, get through it. You're taking all these blows. There's a big yeah, yeah. water pit beneath it. So I think that one or like American Ninja Warrior. Uh, I've seen that one too. Yeah. Those guys are insane. They're insane. Yeah. They're insane. Those are nuts. I would go on Survivor or The Amazing Race. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I feel like those are dope. Not naked and afraid? No. <laughs> I, I just, too vulnerable for me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Aren't you with like a random person too? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, that's weird because I got a fiance. Oh yeah, that would not, that would not go too yeah. well. What about you? You dating right now? Uh, Low key? Like literally two days. So oh, okay. like, so, yeah, fairly new. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to call that then. Yeah, like we've gone on a date. So. Okay. And she's like, solid? Yeah, she's cool. Yeah, okay. and, I, and I've gone on dates prior, but like, I think what's especially uh, unique about being an entrepreneur and going through a lot of personal development, you know, a lot of guys, they'll just go out and chase tail. They'll go out and just do yeah, the whole yeah. player game. Especially I've, Miami. I've never been that. So so when you're in a culture like Miami and that is occurring, not only do you stand out, but also what you look for has right. to be very, very specific and you have to know the questions to ask. Yeah. Um, and so things are going good so far. Nice. So, what were those questions you asked? <laughs> um, well, the, the the first thing is, I was talking about on a prior show that your personal development is the key to the relationship actually working. Um, your your vantage point to see where other people are at, and as leaders in business, we have to do this too. Um, to see where people are at, you have to meet them where they're at and either lead them, yeah. and a, a bad person will manipulate them. It's the same skill set. It's just the intention of the heart of the person. Wow. So if you can see where they're at in their personal development... That's typically uh, the first thing that I look for is I'll ask them questions on, okay, what books have you read and uh, what you are you into? Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, nice. Of course. Dude, that's um, What books have you read? What are you into, et cetera? Because looks just gets you at the door. Right, right. Um, you know, there's a bunch of podcasts too with guys just roasting yeah, hot yeah. girls that are not so smart. You know, it's like looks just gets you in the door um, and, you know, it's, it's the character behind that. And so uh, you have to ask deeper questions. I like that, bro. Yo, if I got asked out on a date, I'd be like, hell yeah. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah. And and what's funny about that, and if they ask me the same question, I'll tell them, da-da-da. But it's the intention of the guy or the intention of the girl. If they're just looking for the hookups and stuff, you're never going to get that deep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also in Miami, you just got to know, uh, once you have some experience of going on some dates and you know what girls are not the right ones, um, then when you find the right one, you're like, She's different. You know, quick. Yeah. That's how I feel right now. So, and were you always like that, or did you have a phase where you were? Um, no, dude. I mean, I've I've always been uh, monogamous. I've always had girlfriends and stuff like that. Yeah. If, or if I'm in a relationship, I'd be with that one girl. Um, I've only had a few relationships, and so okay. I've gone on dates and stuff like that. So, that's so you're been very fun. selective. Very selective, and I think as you know, you grow, you have to be. Because, dude, the numbers thing is so juvenile. Mm. Like, I'm not the body I'm, count numbers. Yeah, I've so. never been interested in that. Oh, really? Yeah. So you don't yeah. care. No, I've never been interested in me obtaining a higher body count. Like, no, I'm saying the girl though. Oh, that that's different. That shows decisions that are being made. Yeah. It shows my decisions being made. If I can make the decisions, I know you can make the decisions. Yeah. And it's about the environment that you put yourself in. It's about, you know, other things around how you see yourself. Um, and then also the environment. So I, I don't think that the body count thing uh, is the end of the world. If a girl has over five or 10, like 
that's I don't think that's necessarily bad. The only reason is because there are certain phases where, hey, like you're just in a bad environment, whatever. I yep. can I can have empathy towards it. Doesn't mean that I agree with it, but I can at least see how they got there. Right. If they're just reckless with it, then I'm like, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I feel that though, because as a guy, you're kind of pressured into having a higher body count to be cool, I guess. Yeah. And I'm similar to you. Like I didn't really care. And I couldn't get them to be honest at the time. But like yeah, guys in my position have super high body counts. That, to be that's a big part of it, though, too. Like, if you can't get it, um, then there's also a determination to either A, go get it, or have everything else, whether that be career or fitness or whatever, make up for that. Yeah. But then when you obtain some of that stuff, you're just like, oh, well, it's not the same why that I had in the beginning. No, I'm, not I'm at good. all. So yeah. I think it's a dual-edged sword, but I think for young guys specifically, if they can't get it, it just becomes the thing that they attack. Just mm. like if it's a business goal, it's the thing that they go attack and they want to conquer and they want to go do this, 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 that. The problem with that is that you, just like a girl can get desensitized to different guys and can't love again that it yeah. is after a certain amount of bodies, so can a guy. Mm -hmm. A guy can do the same thing and now it may not, uh, may not be as little or as few guys may be able to sleep with more, quote unquote, just because we still have to learn and develop at, through our 20s and stuff like that. Girls grow up a lot faster. Um, and they're a lot smarter that way because they just have so much more going on. Um, but I think that guys can also have that same problem too. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm not trying to call anyone out, but you see guys with high body counts and they're, they feel like there's a void almost in a certain part of their life. Yeah. And that chasing dude is one, it's, it's a, it's the wrong thing to solve for. So like if you have habits of other vices could be women, it could be uh, smoking weed, it could be doing all that kind of stuff. You're trying to get to the other end of that bridge. So that thing is getting you to some certain state and you need to identify why you think that that's the route that's going to get you to that state. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times it's trauma, uh, it's some sort of uh, way that you're not dealing with things with work or with family stress. You feel like that's the way out. Where a lot of the times, dude, if, if someone just took the time to meditate, to ha eat the proper foods, and they just did a lot of the basics instead of leaning on this other stuff to counteract all the other stuff going on in their life, yeah, they can find a lot more, not only foundational structure to their life, but then that allows the doors, I believe, for you know going to God and actually opening up a relationship and creating space there. Yeah, absolutely. And I had a, had a performance mentor uh, specifically for business coaching and stuff like that a long time ago. He's worked with Ty Lopez. He's worked with Sam Ovens. Um, he's a great guy. And he told me, he's like, hey, dude, the first thing that we got to do before you make a bunch of changes in your life and things that you want to take on is you first have to think, what makes a Ferrari go faster? Uh, I was like, just slam the gas? Like, what, what do you mean? He's like, you got to take things out of the frunk. Mm. And I was like, got it. I got to remove so much off my plate, not only in the business sense, but what things am I clinging to? that aren't optimizing my energy. And if right. I just look at it as every single objective that I'm trying to do, every single relationship trying to build, if I just do a straight line, rather than this emotional arc or this time delay every single time, yeah. I'll get there way faster. I love that. And so, yeah, I've really learned a lot from him, but also I've been implementing that for a long time. Yeah, that's cool, man. Robert, where can people find you, find your programs? Uh, yeah, you guys can hit me up on the gram or on YouTube at the Robert J. Miller. Uh, we'll go ahead and link it in the description as well. That way you guys can make sure you get the right links. I got a bunch of fake fake followers and fake uh, pages out there. <laughs> hopefully your IG's back by then, right? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> IG just got taken down like a week ago. So I'll All get right, back man. up Thanks soon. for coming on. Yeah, sure yeah. thing. Thanks for watching, guys. See you tomorrow. Peace.